Welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Today's episode is going to feature all things gaming, specifically retro gaming. And Phil is with me. Hey, Phil. Hello. Hi. Hey. And who's our very special guest, Phil? Uh, our very special guest is Tyler. Tyler from the YouTube channel Generation Gap Gaming. Hey, Tyler. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you for joining us. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me. We're excited. Now, I prefaced this episode before we, we started recording. Um, I'm not much of a gamer. I like games, um, but I suck at them. So you guys are really good. I know Phil's really good. Tyler, are you mostly retro gaming knowledge? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know a few of, I would say as modern as my retro, as modern as my gaming goes is probably early to mid 2000s, kind of about the time I really had to dive into college and stuff. I kind of <laughs> lost track. There's a few here and there that I know about, but yeah, retro gaming is definitely more my uh, jam there. Phil, do you enjoy retro more than modern gaming? Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm not sure. I was there in the beginning. Um, <laughs> when, when gaming started, you know, but, uh, I don't know, like uh, retro gaming is hard. It is. It's like, I look back, I play games that I did that I played when I was a kid. And it's just like, man, how, how did I beat this? <laughs> you know, how did I play this? Cause I mean, it is a lot more difficult. Uh, but I enjoy, I enjoy both. I enjoy modern and retro gaming and all, all levels. So are you cheaters? Are you the type to look into cheats and not so much. Not at first. I'm more of a, I'll, I will try for a good while. And I think that's one thing that's part of uh, just retro gaming that that we would tend to dive into it a little more because first off, we didn't have another option. It was, it was my parents buying the game, so I couldn't go out and buy another one. And where we couldn't look up any cheats on the internet or whatever, it was just uh. keep, even if this game was crappy that you had, you played it until you made it through it. So, but Today, yeah, I, I'll I would say that I'll hit uh, Google pretty quick if I'm having trouble yeah. with something. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Back in the day, before the internet's, when you had the original, well, not original, but you had the Nintendo Entertainment System, mm -hmm. um, you would if you got stuck on a game, they'd have a hotline to call, and it, mm -hmm. and it cost uh, you know so much a minute, and they would help you out, you know, if you need to solve a puzzle or something like that. So I also had Nintendo Power, which, you know, you could get that. And uh, they'd usually mm -hmm. feature a game and have a couple levels in it. But, like, yeah, they, they'd have game guides back in the day. You go buy that. But now everything's just, like, look it up on the Internet. Did you ever call the hotline oh, back yeah. then? Yeah, I did. See, I, I, I didn't. Like, my parents never said not to call, but I was always – for whatever reason, I was always terrified of like a 900 number yeah. or if like fees could apply. Am I, am I seriously like you, you make it, it makes it sound like my parents like were like terrible and would like <laughs> beat me every day or something like yeah. that. But I have the nicest parents and they never ever gave me trouble about anything like that. But I was always scared of this. Like, Oh, I couldn't possibly call this number. You know what I mean? It never crossed my mind to call that number. And anybody that I know now that called it, I mean, it would have been magical to actually talk to somebody professionally wow. at Nintendo and they walk me through something. Well, and they, they'd want to like really just kind of give you hints, but it's like, I'm paying for this. <laughs> tell, tell me the thing. <laughs> tell me how to do it. You know, I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 
yeah, I, I'd call occasionally when I get stuck. So, and yeah. like I said, they they wouldn't want to really out and out give you the answer. They just try to nudge you. But if you kind of press them, they'd be like, yeah, well, here's how you do it. So. <laughs> This is why I have you guys on because I don't know what you're talking about. The phone number I called all the time was the library for them to read me a story. (laughs) Well, I believe they usually have it in the game manual, like for help call, you know. Yeah, or or sometimes on the back of the cartridge it would have like the helpline. And it's cool. Like I've seen stuff in, I forget, man, I've seen so many documentaries, but I've seen recent documentaries and it's, uh, there was one that was talking with people that actually work for that hotline. And like it showed kind of like their cubicle setup for like when people called in back then and they had like a little NES on their desk and this oh, book of knowledge of like all cool. these different games step by step. I was like, this would have had to have been the coolest job. Like they would be on the phone with people playing the game in real time so they could kind of help walk them through it. It was it was it was really neat. Wow. Well, and what's cool before before that, you know, when you had the Atari, you could actually if you'd beat a game or get a certain score, you could like take a picture of, of the screen and send it in and you'd get a patch. They do yeah. patches for beating certain games or, or getting mm-hmm. certain accomplishments in a game, like a certain score. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what you did back in the days. You take a picture of the end screen to prove that you, you, you beat it. I mean, that carried over to Nintendo as well, like Castlevania right. and some of the other games, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you, technology, man, you didn't, Back then, you didn't have what you had today, so you had to... Kids don't understand, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, We're now, so you know, the great thing now with, like, <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation, you have achievements. So, you know, if you beat a game, you know, you, you get that achievement, the badge, trophy, that goes mm-hmm. on your profile, and you can prove that you beat it. But back in the day, you couldn't mm-hmm. really prove that you beat a game unless you took a picture of the ending credits well, yeah. speaking of us being old, Tyler, your channel, you include your kids. That's because why it's called Generation Gap Gaming. Right. How, are, how do they, I mean, from the channel, it seems like they really enjoy playing older games. They don't need these brand new games. Well, I mean, they they like their new games, too. I think mm-hmm. they like the old games just, just to kind of appease their dad and their good <laughs> sports about, about it. But there are some that they genuinely like to play. Um but yeah, they they like the they like the old games, but there are some new games that I probably wouldn't have tried otherwise if it weren't for them and they became some of my favorite games and it was just because of stuff we've all played together. So that's what's cool. Huh, but unfortunately, they probably haven't been on the channel as much in the past few years because of YouTube and I don't know if you know about like Coppa like oh, no. kind of like like the internet and guidelines with like got content for kids specifically yeah and being monetized it's a complex thing it's basically like a legal thing that happened about two years ago and youtube had to kind of crack down on what content they pushed out if people were 13 or under wow so it was it was kind of a crazy thing there for a couple of years ago it was kind of because of some of those like you know those crazy like unboxing kids channels and stuff like that some people yeah. were doing stuff they shouldn't be doing and it kind of affected everybody but what a so. shame i know the, people people got to ruin stuff for everybody thanks yeah. a lot people <laughs> <laughs> well i maybe we can take this time to show off our mugs you want to do that sure okay we all chose we phil did this on the last episode so i thought we are muggle with a mic if you shorten that that's a mug so 
we all chose a mug to show off for this episode. So, uh, Phil, you want to show yours? Sure. I have, uh, oh, I don't know, can you see it? It's a Wind Waker. Nice. A Zelda Wind Waker. It's wraparound. And I just actually finished my coffee, but it has a, it has, it? yeah, oh. it has on the inside. It has oh, like, cool. a, a, like a wraparound mural on the inside as well. Yeah, the interior, it's pretty cool. Our podcast Wait. listeners are going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Wind Waker. It takes me back to college, man. It's good yeah, stuff. It is. How about you, yep. Tyler? What's your mug look like? Uh, my mug is a Disney Cruise Line mug, and it's actually shaped and slanted in the shape of the, if you've seen the funnels on the cruise ships. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's like. It makes me think of whenever they blow the, uh, they always do the foghorns. It sounds like the uh, Disney tunes when you go on the ship. Yeah. So it'll be like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I That's thought you were going to say that it's like the Dukes of Hazard. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. no, but yeah. So yeah, it's a nice little Disney cruise line mug. Makes nice. me want to get back on the boat. I thought you were just holding it crooked. No, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's literally slanted. Like, that's neat. Yeah, that's flat. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I don't, I don't mean to like, you know, overshadow yours, but mine wins. <laughs> Like, you don't have a choice. Yeah, coming out hot. Mine wins. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, it does win. That's awesome. Whether you uh, like it or awesome. not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, that's I can't almost... really compete with that. Nope, you can't. Whether whether it is the best one or not, it is. The end. Yeah. All right. I did want to talk a little bit about your channel. I mean, we've talked about it some, but you've also gone to some gaming conventions for the channel, mm -hmm. correct? Tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been invited to a few. Uh, I've been, been invited to uh, like Power Up. That was one in Huntington, West Virginia. That, that was back in 2018 or 2019. I think that was the first year that they'd done it. I think it was 2019. And then with the pandemic and stuff, they didn't really do one in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really heard much since, uh, but the one I've been a more regular, uh, I've been invited to it twice and I'm invited to it next year too, when it happens, it's normally, uh, in the summer, that's at the, uh, Southeast game exchange in Greenville, South Carolina. It's pretty mm -hmm. big, like two day event, two day event, uh, vendors and retro gamers from all over the East coast and a few people from, uh, out on the West Coast that I know that do a lot of retro gaming content on YouTube uh, come as guests and we we've done panels and we just hang out and we've all became legitimate friends that we text pretty frequently and stay in touch. I mean, it it really is a good experience. It is cool to find people that like the same stuff that you do and oh, yeah. share the same passion that you do because uh, growing up, you just think I really like this game. And before the days of the internet, you didn't know other people enjoyed it as much as you did. And, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a cool time to get to experience that with people when you don't, uh, feel like you're an almost 40 year old man child that is the only person <laughs> that likes this stuff. So that that's one good thing about it too. It gives a little bit of uh, verification that you're not completely wacko. Um, but it's just also slightly. just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun to share it with everybody. And, uh, what I've really liked about it was just obviously meeting everyone, but it still is just surprising to me that 
that there have been videos that I've made that people look forward to me making another video or it's something that they really connect with and have enjoyed. And that really means a lot to me because I really do try when I do make a video, I'm not going to make a video just to make one yeah. just to put something out there. I mean, I do want to be genuine about it. And, and that's what I like. That's what I like about doing the conventions. I actually get to meet people firsthand. True fans. Yeah. 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 Like Phil, have you been yeah. to a gaming convention? Yeah, I've been to, like, I've been to PAX Prime in Seattle. Mm. Um, I went, I mean, I went for six or seven years in a row. And then, you know, last several years with with uh, COVID, it hadn't really been, <laughs> been happening. But, yeah, it's great whenever you get to go to some place with a large fan base and, and just share and meet new people, so... Well, and it just goes to show you, if you like something and not a lot of people around you like it, that doesn't mean there aren't people elsewhere that love it just yeah. as much as you do. Yeah. yeah it, they, they, the first one you go to is can be like an eye-opening moment. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. More people yeah. like it than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. It's just like uh, Harry Potter. It's your own Hogwarts house of gamers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I also just wanted to point out, you have over 6 million views on your channel, and I, that blows my mind. It blows mine just as much as yours. Um, yeah, I, I remember the first time, like, one of my videos started really getting traction. It, what, it was just a crazy experience to watch the numbers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still shocked that people want to watch it. I mean, I know I wouldn't want to watch myself. I don't consider myself the most interesting person in the world and uh, have a real thick Southern 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 accent that I can't get rid of if I wanted to and I don't <laughs> want to. But um, so, yeah, the fact that anybody wants to listen is a big thing to me. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just as shocked about it as anybody. Don't feel bad about the accent because anyone who knows me knows that I love accents. I try to do them yeah. on here and they're terrible. So <laughs> never try to lose your accent. Oh, I, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to at all. But there have been some people make some pretty nasty comments on the channel just because. Oh, yeah. People, people get fired up oh, over having a southern accent i'm like what do you want me to do buddy i don't know what you want me to do but i'm not gonna change you don't <laughs> so, have to watch a video <laughs> I, mean, I know i know it's like you can turn it off and turn it off and anytime they make a comment that's just more for the algorithm for me so that's win-win <laughs> for you yeah yeah in your face troll yeah for real all right so I'm going to ask you both some questions about games, and I may have an answer, but for the most part, I won't. What is the best part about gaming? What for both of you, Phil? Oh, just I think, you know, I have several like really good friends that I've met through gaming. So I think that's that's the best part is the camaraderie. Do you like the aspect of of the interactive gaming on the Internet or do you would you rather be in the room playing the game with the person? I think I, I like the online aspect. I mean, it depends because like if you're doing like couch co-op or something, you have to share the screen with somebody. I mean, we used to have back in the day land parties where, you know, you were playing like Halo or Gears of War and, you you know, you'd have like or uh, GoldenEye, you know, so you're sharing that 
that screen it's like divided into four with <laughs> you know you have like five or six tv sets connected together and you're all playing but i, I don't know it's it's um, a lot easier to set up online mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know i have several friends that are like on the west coast that you know we play so it's a lot more convenient you don't have to fly all the way <laughs> to oregon or seattle to to play with them so i mean that's a great part about it is is it uh you can you can play at any time anywhere you know you can play with people in, in europe or mm-hmm. other countries and you know what about you tyler what's your favorite part about gaming um i think probably one of the Probably what was most favorite for it about me and probably what really got me into it to begin with was like, I, I was no, I'm an only child and, but I have a lot of first cousins on my mom's side and we're all pretty close, but I was the youngest. Um, so like when we would all kind of hang out, I would be a little younger than everybody. And I think gaming was a little bit of an equalizer because mm-hmm. I was like about four or five, like when the NES was coming out and it was a way for me to relate to my older cousins we would all sit there and play so I think it's one of those things that I felt like we were all seeing a little bit we could see eye to eye all playing Mario and stuff like that I don't know that may be some one of the reasons I really liked it Mm -hmm. um but I think also I just like the aspect of the uh I don't know, maybe just a form of escapism, stress relief. Uh, I like the storylines behind it. I like the challenge of it, the discipline of having to retry it if you fail. Um, I think I like it more for just the story and escapism value of it. If I was going to say something, it would be because I was playing a character. And Mm -hmm. if I don't have the guts to get up on stage and act something out, I have the guts to play it on a screen in a story that's already written for me. And in some cases they play, they wear some really cool clothes. That's <laughs> just simple yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it was always feeling like I become a part of that environment or atmosphere that they're in that, that does it for me. It's an interactive yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Immersion is a big thing. I think if you, if you can't, if you can't truly immerse yourself and try to either visualize or just feel like you are in that person's shoes, whether it's gaming, a movie, whatever. I mean, that's the key to everything. That's what will make you remember it forever. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What got you into video games for the, in the first place, Tyler? Uh, I I do think it is probably more like my uh, family like that. Mm -hmm. I, I know my dad, he had the original Atari and I still have his original Atari. So he, he played that, and I think, like, one of the first games I played was the, uh, the original Pitfall, and the original Pitfall and Combat. I remember playing that with my dad, and I was really little, probably three or four. I just have very vague memories. And probably one of the first games that I remember uh, getting was, and I know they would have bought this specifically for me because I know they wouldn't have cared about it, but they got me Atari Pigs in Space. <laughs> Muppets Pig in Space on the Atari 2600, and I still have that game today. Um, it's a better it's it's a better game than what you would think for a 2600 game. There's a lot of thought put into it for how primitive the graphics were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was mainly like yeah, you know, like my dad with the Atari. Then then it was the NES age with my cousins. It 
I, I'm a natural introvert and I'm not somebody that's just going to come up and strike a conversation with anybody, especially if I feel a little intimidated and people are older like yeah. my cousins and stuff like that. So like I was saying earlier, I think it was just a way for me to be able to connect with my family and people uh, in a way that I probably wouldn't have if we were just having to sit around and just try to get to know each other. Otherwise, it gives us common ground to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's a big part of gaming for me. Do you have a favorite uh, Atari game, 2600 game? Hmm. I would say if it was one that I just had to have one game and play forever, I think it would. I know it sounds cliche, but Pitfall. Pitfall. I what still remember you? getting the Atari when it first came out for Christmas. It was like an amazing Christmas. and Oh, wow. Every, everybody, you know, everybody, all the kids in school, That's that was the thing they wanted and um yeah i remember vividly uh that christmas when we like got one it's like the family got a atari which is like oh my gosh yeah. um oh man there's so many but i think actually i still have raiders of the lost ark i still now have that's it good. in the box yeah and then i have a that's ET. Awesome. i have et as well so <laughs> <laughs> i do i do too <laughs> yeah um i mean et e- gets a lot of flack and it yeah it's better than what people let on. It's it's yeah. not that bad of a game, I don't think anyway. But what what did I, they think was so bad about it? Well, it's it's widely known as the worst video game ever made. I mean, yeah, you can watch it. There's a documentary called ET Atari Game Over. It's the one that um and it and they it proved to be true, right, Phil? That, yeah, the like, landfill. Yeah. Out in yeah, landfill out in the desert. All like they had overproduced so many because they thought it was gonna be this big hit of the holiday season the year that game was released. And like what it was was the game was so hastily made. Yeah. And the parents bought it for kids for Christmas, and it was so terrible unless you really dove into the manual and understood how the game was to be played. And, like, the parents would take it back to Sears and all these other places, and, like, they lost so much money on it. And the ones that they had left over, they literally put it in a landfill out in the desert. And that was part of the documentary was finding that stash out in the desert, and they found it. Yeah, because that was – like an urban legend for a long time. It was myth mm-hmm. that there was this landfill full of ET cartridges. They go in the middle of the night and dump them. And, and by golly, it's, it was true. I think it was, was it Mexico or like, that sounds right. Yeah. Maybe New Mexico. Maybe. Yeah. Something yeah like that. It was down South someplace. So, mm-hmm. um, along the border, but yeah, but I remember, I think, uh, one of the first games that I got, of course, you know, it came with like combat and a lot of those, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong and Popeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those are good. Your Revenge is a solid. Yeah, Yours Revenge. Uh, that was a good one. And Empire Strikes Back. You know, yeah, and Empire Strikes Back is really good. It because re- that's the one that just looks like the Hoth battle scene, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks it's really over good. And over. Yeah, kind of yeah. like defend. It's like Defender meets. You know, in the Hoth yeah. battle scene, kind of yeah. going scrolling left or right. It, yeah, that's that's not a bad game at all. It, it's yeah. really good. Well, I did play the Atari when my dad brought it out. He dusted it off one year, and we hooked it up to our <laughs> TV. And I think he had he had several games, but the only ones I remember were, of course, I think Space Invaders, uh, Pong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there was one where, like a an ostrich was jumping up. Joust. 
what I don't think it was joust though. What could did oh. it have to be? Okay. Well, he had that and it I the ostrich just constantly fell down and I kept dying. Yeah. <laughs> what would they do? They just jump up and you had to hit him or what? It was literally no, that's why I don't think it was joust cuz all you did was you jumped up on these there were lines, staggered lines, and it had to jump up onto each one and oh. if you missed it you fell to your death. Oh. Yeah, I would I would have went with joust on that too. <laughs> no, because yeah. it didn't have a, any kind of jousting element to it. It was just literally the bird. Maybe not in the next question. I'll look it up while you guys are talking. But yeah, bird yeah. jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ostrich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now into gaming equipment. What is your best console that you like that you've ever liked to play on? And then also what is the best controller that you've you like to use? Take it away, Phil. <laughs> well, for me, I think the best gaming console uh, console there was for me was probably Xbox 360. It it there's a lot of great games and it had like a long lifespan. But for me, I mean of course, you have like the original Nintendo Entertainment System, but you know most of those games were very, for the most part, repetitive. Not like Zelda. I mean, where you had like open world adventures, but I just remember the 360 was just like there was so much on it. I actually still have mine. So, but I think of all the the consoles, that one is to me stands out the most. Tyler, okay. uh, I mean, probably just for my my personal is the NES. Just where that's like where my heart is as far as yeah. gaming and stuff like that. But I, as far as saying it's the best of all time, I can definitely see where that's not the best argument. Cause I'm definitely looking at it through biased eyes. Cause it's what I grew up with, but I mean, the games are, the it did have a great library of games. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very, very difficult. But same time rewarding when you would win. But me personally, I think best overall console is just, far as what all it can uh, provide to people basically any age genre uh, the Nintendo switch is pretty solid for me because uh, you, you can get all the retro stuff you can get all the current stuff you can play it in HD on a TV you can take it with you there's really not much limitations mm -hmm. um, I, I think me personally I like that but I think that's probably more like where I am a retro gamer and such a Nintendo fan, because I do like the story and the detail and the aesthetics of gaming more than that. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not as skilled as like the real hardcore PC gamers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I like more the showmanship side of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's why I'm more of a Nintendo guy. What, do, what are your favorite games on the NES? Uh, well, without a doubt, the original Legend of Zelda is my favorite of all time. And I'm a huge Punch-Out geek. I love anything Punch-Out related. Uh, the original Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I really like Super Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo, too. Um, but uh, did you ever play Rygar on the NES? I didn't. I don't think I ever played that. No. Now, I love that one. That's that's one of my top ones too. It's kind of like a Zelda, but it's it's open world, but it's more it's more challenging. It's almost like a He-Man meets Zelda, and you have this thing called a disc armor. It was kind of like a 
it's kind of like a yo-yo meets Captain American shield on fire. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it was just, it, it was a really, it was a really cool adventure. That delivery uh, was really good. Cause you said all yeah. that and then you added on fire. <laughs> and you add fire to it. But uh, like, that's more my, that's more my style of game. Um, that that's, that's my big ones. I'm, I'm with you on the legend of Zelda. That's my favorite franchise. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd have to say my favorite installment is Ocarina of Time, but on the NES, uh, the original Zelda, uh super mario brothers 3 and uh star tropics did you ever play star tropics i didn't play it until i mean i remember i remember seeing it back then but i remember it was kind of late in the game with nes yeah. everybody was kind of moving to 16-bit then i remember seeing it in stores i remember the uh commercials and i played it for the first time whenever the nes classic came out a few years ago star tropics is great that game yeah. is great it, yeah, is. it is. I, I really wish I would have got to played it fully back in the day because I know I would have loved it. I, I really did miss out on it just because it was later in the game. I, I know I would have loved it probably than anything I was playing on the Genesis or <laughs> Super yeah. Nintendo then. Well, Castlevania was always good too as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Castlevania fan too. Yeah, yeah I love that game. Which game do you think you've spent the most time on playing or trying to get past a part and then giving up like Katie does? <laughs> <laughs> I think overall, probably Mike Tyson's punch out just because there's such a high learning curve to that game and learning, like, especially like learning how to meet, beat Mike Tyson for the first time. That is a true rite of passage yeah. in gaming. And it, it's still like, if I want to go do it again right now, I'll have to practice for a few hours to really get the reflexes and the timing down. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a tough, I, I definitely probably put most time into punch out. Do you have a favorite uh, arcade cabinet? Yes. And this is a cool story, too. My favorite cabinet, and it's one of those, uh, what's, the, what's the term? I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, uh, bucket list, like a bucket list bucket item list, for me. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, was to always have a Dragon's Lair arcade cabinet, the Laserdisc oh. game, yeah. Dragon's Lair. Yeah. yeah. And my wife got one for me two years ago. She surprised me with it at wow, Christmas. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, on the other side of the wall here, I have my Dragon's Lair cabinet. I can send you guys a picture. That's later. awesome. Yeah. And and she also got me a Twilight Zone pinball machine. Nice. So a Twilight Zone pinball machine and a Dragon's Lair cabinet. Like those are my Christmas? two. Like those. Yeah, those are like my holy grail. Holy cow! I was like, well, what am I to do now? It's like I have nothing to aspire to now. This is what I want, you know. Uh, I so. like I like Dragon's Lair, but my favorite um, actually was Space Ace, which is like a companion to Dragon's Lair. Did you ever play? It's on my. It's on that cabinet. The guy uh -huh. that because it's the original cabinet, but instead of having a laserdisc player, he updated it to where it's not laserdisc, yeah. and he put Dragon's Lair one, Dragon's Lair two, Time Warp, and Space Ace are all on it. I used to be able to beat that in the arcade. I'd always have people just gather around, pop a quarter in, because that's one where it's it's almost it's just like one big quick time event. I mean, oh, yeah. you just, you just memorize right, left, A, B, you know. But I put so many quarters in that, and I when I was a kid, go to the arcade, and then I'd write down, um, mm -hmm. you know, the sequence, and I'd get a little bit further and yeah. write it down. But I got to where I could just beat it, and then people would just gather around. I could just I could beat the whole game in the arcade. 
Now, That's I'd right. like to watch you beat that because I let's see now I'm that way with Dragon's Lair. I can go right through and beat Dragon's Lair, but I can't do that with Space Ace, and I've never seen anyone beat it. So, yeah, oh, I'd yeah. like to watch you do that. So, yeah, I used that's to good. do that. But, but my favorite uh, arcade cabinet is like the original Star Wars Vector Graphic. Uh, yes. From the X- and I actually have that arcade cabinet. So, you have like the I, real deal one? Well, I have like the. Arc uh, that one up arcade. Oh, the one up, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, those are they cool. re- re- manufactured, yeah. Uh, yeah. The vector graphics are unique. Yeah, and I liked uh, the one especially that set down. It was like a cockpit that mm-hmm. you used to set down. But yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, man, every time we go to a department store or something that had mm-hmm. that, that's where you'd find me pumping the quarters in. That game was good. I think yeah. they have a way that you can convert that arcade one up to a cockpit style. Yeah, they do, but they actually sell a cockpit version, or oh, they really? did when it first came out. Uh, but I have the stand up, stand mm-hmm. up one. But yeah. it does have the the controller, the oh yeah, the original yeah. So the yoke, the yoke. Yeah, the yoke. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Katie's like, what yeah. are these two old fogies no, talking but, about? But I enjoy listening to it, even though I have no clue what it means. It, I understood what stand up and sit down cockpit meant. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you remember the afterburner cockpit cabinet, Phil? Yes. Where you'd yep. get in there. Like, is it, do you remember that one, Katie? It was like afterburner. It was like this Navy fighter pilot game. And you could sit down in the cockpit and it had like the joystick there. And like, if you would go up or down, the whole cabinet would move up and down. Yep. It was awesome. Oh, that's neat. That'd be like an amusement ride. It really, I mean, for the late 80s, I mean, that was pretty, it's pretty awesome. It, yep. You'd have to stand in line a while to get that one. Hmm. They, I mean, they know what that what their fans want when they do stuff like that. Even back in the eighties, that probably blew people's minds. Yep. Also, I also really liked uh, Dig Dug. That was yeah. always a favorite. And um, Dig Dug. Dig Dug. You never heard of Dig Dug? I told you. I <laughs> hey, watch it! I might snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always um, always enjoyed Dig Dug and Spy Hunter. Yeah, that game is good. That game's yeah. difficult, but it's it fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what is your? Do you actually play a lot of modern? You play a lot of modern games, right, Tyler? And define a lot. No, probably not, <laughs> probably not a lot so much anymore. Um, yeah. I, gosh, this is gonna make me sound like an old man too. Is uh, I don't have time every time that I turn on a new console that there's a five gigabyte update oh, yeah. before I can, you know I mean, I normally have like, I have like an hour or two maybe. Yeah. And if it takes 50 minutes to download an update, it, you know, I mean, it discourages me, but it's, but there are a, like a new game that I do love. And honestly, I probably like it more than some of my older games is cuphead. Uh, <laughs> cuphead is awesome. Uh, it's it's got the retro vibe but the characters are great it's got like that old school uh original disney mickey mouse style Mm -hmm. animation it basically every level is a gigantic boss fight that you really have to memorize the patterns to play and my kids and i we love it i I can't get it and now it's on the switch it used to just be like on steam and you had to do it on pc but they have it on the switch now so i i play it all the time would you yeah. say like it's an updated? It's like a Mortal Kombat on steroids with Disney characters. 
yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's like uh, it's yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat meets Contra meets. <laughs> it's like all these little run and gun and crazy boss fights all into one. Hmm. Fun. I'm with you though. As you get older, you find you have less time. It's intimidating for me if you get into these bigger games like Skyrim or something, or it takes you 110 hours to complete. It's like. <laughs> I don't even want to start something like that. No, I need it's something like, that's like, just give me a good old like uh, campaign takes eight hours because really, uh, I don't I don't have time to do fetch quests and. One of my friends is one of the developers for the atmosphere. He like designs the atmosphere of Skyrim. Oh really? Mm. That's a good game, well. but it's just like so intimidating to me. It's like I don't have that amount of time anymore. You know, when I was a kid, no, all summer, you know, just game it up, but. Yeah, as you get older and have other responsibilities, it's it's difficult to to carve out that time. Yeah, I, I can't do the time and like the multiplayer games, like where I don't have time to invest in it and really like learn the maps and mm -hmm. really the strategy. I remember like the last game that I really tried to really uh, get excited and play that kind of stuff was I think a few years ago, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Um, I got that game and I would try to do the multiplayer mode. And like, as soon as I would spawn, like Boom. some of these people, yeah, they, they, yeah, they know that they already yeah. know the map frontwards and backwards. Mm -hmm. As soon as I spawn, I just fall to the ground. I was like, what? yeah, and they're they like, just oh, you're, yeah. yeah, they call me a noob all the whole time. It's like, buddy, it's like, how can I get, I can't get better. You can't let me get better. Yeah. So well, that's, that's what I did with Call of Duty. I I play I tried to play the multiplayer thing online. I think Phil's frozen. Oh, there he oh, is. I'm on um, <laughs> I play the multiplayer online, and it's like, what's even the point? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can just play the story because all those multiplayer stuff, I get killed instantly, just like that, and it makes yeah. it no fun. They need to have like categories, like noob level, <laughs> semi noob. <Yeah. laughs> so, so they should totally is... be able to integrate it where it just automatically throws you with people of your caliber. Yeah. Yes. Some, some games are like that. I mean, they have had some games that kind of scale you to your skill level uh, mm -hmm. with other mm -hmm. people. Uh, but I typically don't do like the multiplayer like that. To me, it's not fun. I mean, it was fun back in the day when you had GoldenEye and yes. some of those. But now, I mean, you get people like Call of Duty or something where that's all they play. And you're right. I mean, you can't, as soon as you spawn, you're dead. It's just like, or, like mm -hmm. you know. So to me, that's not fun. So I tend to go with like uh, co-op games like um, Left 4 Dead or mm -hmm. uh, where everybody's working towards a common goal and you're, you're playing with your friends and it's, you know, you're trying to help each other. I, I tend to stay away from like the <laughs> big multiplayer like combat games because I kind of suck at them. So I will say if I had to choose, I wouldn't choose a console. I'd be a PC gamer if I had to say I was one which I'm not really. But when I was in high school and college, I played PC games, but I didn't spend a lot of money. So I had old PC games. So I played the uh, first Star Wars battle Battlefront on okay. PC. And I was really good on that. That's why I liked it. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I didn't suck at it. But I do so much better with the aiming, with the trigger aiming with my mouse rather than with a joystick on a, on a controller. Yeah. I just can't do it. Now, Tyler, did you ever play back, back like way back in the, the day did you ever do any of the text adventures like zork or no those no but I, I mean i know what you're talking about uh i never really dove into one like that but i know that would be something up my alley yeah because like i i know like in that movie it, did you watch big that tom hanks is in where like he does that 
adventure you know what i mean like at the beginning and the end he's it's like a text-based adventure to yeah. kill this ice wizard like mm-hmm. i was like i really like the idea of just coming up with something and seeing if you can solve it that way yeah. no i didn't get into those but i i know i think even if i did it to this day i would like that kind of stuff i think you can get those on uh good old games.com gog gog okay uh, have you okay. ever been on that website they have a lot of no, like, no i'll games. have to ch- yeah. I'll, I'll have to check out i believe it's gog.com i think it's .com but it's, it's good old games but they have a lot i mean they have just a backlog of old games and you can get and download and uh, but they have the whole Zork uh, series. So is that a good one you think to start yeah. out on yeah, for text events? So Zork, okay. Yeah, Zork. That's like kind of old school original. I remember playing that in school on the uh, Apple Apple computer <laughs> back when I was in like probably junior high. I'm dating myself uh, <laughs> because you know I, that's like one of the first kind of computers, you know. But yeah, text text based adventures, good stuff. I did play games on the old Mac computers, but one of them was Mario Teaches Typing, and I hated it because my sister did so much better than I could than I did. And every time I'd miss a letter, Mario would go, "Oh, too bad. Maybe you should try again." <laughs> well, they, yeah, they had uh, a game called Typing of the Dead, and it would be zombies, and like they'd have words, and you'd have to type them, and it was like a gun going off, and like. You know, they they try to come at you. Well, that's, that's stressful. That's, yeah, yeah. So I wish they still had that, but it was type this cool. sentence or we'll eat your brains. Is what they're yeah. saying. <laughs> Whatever you need for motivation. Yeah. Hey, hey. All right. Well, I think we got some good gaming talk in. Yeah. 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 Um, let's go on to uh, well, movie K- talk. Katie, 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 you haven't you haven't told us your favorite. My favorite game. Games? My favorite game? Um, I don't know. Actually, truthfully, the game that I put the most amount of time into, you're going to laugh at me (laughs) because it's really embarrassing. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, that's... that's Katie, I was going to ask you, because you (laughs) were talking about old PC game, and I was going to say, the only... like I got into it in the 90s, but probably the one that I put the most time in, Roller Coaster Tycoon, the original one, I was obsessed with it in the 90s. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I, I wanted all the amusements, all the cotton candy stands. I wanted all the custodians, more con- custodians than anyone else. I needed to have on those streets to keep them clean. <laughs> they, I, know, uh, I, I had the original box right outside the door here. Yeah, I love the OG roller coaster tycoon. Okay, good. I, I'm not a complete loser. <laughs> no, it was that game was awesome. <laughs> they have a Jurassic World one now. That's like where you build your own Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of wanted to do that. I thought that would be that would be good. Now I got for Xbox. I got the uh, Zoo Tycoon. Tycoon, yeah. And I didn't like it as much. The only part yeah. I really liked that you got to drive around a little zoo cart, and that was <laughs> that's really all I liked. You can't make people puke. It's not fun. No, exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or that's take not... out the or take out the track right at the last minute. And just let the cart go all the way off. <laughs> I love digging into the ground and then having the roller coaster go through the ground and then come up out of the ground. Yeah. I nice. actually used that program for a science project to prove that our design for roller coaster would work. Very cool. Yeah. Nerd. Um, 
Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into. Oh, real quick before we move on to movie new or movie uh, talk. What are your thoughts, Tyler? We heard Phil's a little bit last week. What are your thoughts on the upcoming um, Mario movie, Mario Brothers movie? I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything that can kind of redeem that original <laughs> yes. Mar- Dennis Hopper <laughs> Mario <laughs> Brothers movie is good for me. Um, I know everybody's giving crap because it's Chris Pratt going to be Mario. I mean, would I like Charles Martinet to be doing the voice because that's the voice we've always known? Mm-hmm. Yes. But do we know how great of an actor he is? I don't know. And I'm sure that's probably the whole basis behind it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Chris Pratt's a very likable guy. I'm sure he'll probably present it in a way that's fun. Mm-hmm. And, as, as long, and, and you know, Nintendo, they're not going to invest in anything or do something halfway. Um, I think I think it'll be good. You you definitely have nowhere to go but up compared to that original. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie when I was a kid, though, but I didn't know any better. I remember standing. I remember going to watch it first night it came out and I was just kind of like, that's that's a that's a that's a Goomba. That's 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 maybe Bowser. I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a Mario Mario. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very (laughs) strange. It was yeah. like Tim Burton did it, but um, uh, how about what about the uh, Donkey Kong one? Seth Rogen's gonna be Donkey Kong. No, I've no, I've only that's all I've heard is just that's all that I've heard. Seth Rogen's gonna be doing, but that sounds like a good fit. He seems like he would have a good voice and personality for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know anything about the story of that, but Donkey Kong, that's that's a game that I really love too. That's that would be like a holy grail arcade cabinet for me to have too. I've put a lot of time in the original Donkey Kong. So yeah, I'd totally be down for a movie. I don't know if they've said anything about like what the story's about, the history, because I don't know like the history of Donkey Kong or yeah. anything like that. I guess we'll find out. What storyline they're going to go for, but I'd be down for that too. And I think Seth Rogen seems like a good fit for that. I, I don't have no arguments about that. What do you, Phil, you didn't, did you know about the Donkey Kong? I briefly heard about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know any great detail on it, but yeah, it was one of those things that I almost was like, is this just kind of, is could this be fake? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. they're doing the Mario now they're saying Seth Rogen's gonna be Donkey Kong, but I mean I, I think you'd be a good fit for it. Yeah. I think I have Cranky Kong and Yeah, Donkey Kong Jr. and yeah. all that stuff. Pauline and yeah. all that good stuff. All the all the yeah. All the ideas uh, are just a flowing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean they did uh pretty well with the Sonic game or the Sonic movie that was out a couple years ago much but, better than i thought it would have been well they, they was gonna be the, bad yeah. yeah it was gonna be very bad but they the, redeemed uh, themselves thankfully horrific, for the pandemic the pandemic saved sonic the horrific oh. graphics <laughs> yeah, and like he didn't have the shoes right he kind of didn't have right. the trademark shoes or something that was part of it too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah uh, i mean it, it looked bad before they did the <laughs> It looks scary. He looked like mm-hmm. freaky looking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think they made him too like humanoid. They needed to keep him looking like a cartoon. All right, let's get into Mortal Kombat talk. 
Yes. Mortal Kombat! I know. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> uh, Mortal Kombat, it came out this year, but there's also an original 95 version that we'll talk a little bit about as well and compare the two. Um, it was rated R. Duh. Um, it ran about a, an hour and 50 minutes. The synopsis for it is MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. But did they really? Yeah, they did really. Did they, did they really? <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, the, the ending was kind of like... You would think that a movie called Mortal Kombat, they'd actually have Mortal Kombat. They had just, no, no let's start fighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't really have have the tournament, so... They had a dirt ring. Uh... <laughs> that didn't that didn't fit the bill for you? <laughs> it was... It, I guess it was kind of... Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the movie. I guess we're going to just jump right into it. <laughs> Real quick, I was just going to say, Simon <laughs> McCoy was the director, and he literally has... He he did some commercial work, but he has no other major box office movies on his on his records. And he's a native of Perth, Australia. And this this film was filmed all throughout Australia. They really loved Australia, and I think that's why Kano was Australian. Uh, Kano was the best part of that movie. I, <laughs> he was. Oh, funny. I agree. Um, the movie I love the first ten or fifteen minutes of it when you had the backstory on uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero. And I wish the whole movie was about, you know, if you're going to kind of do a prequel, just just do the whole, because that was the best part. I mean, the rest of the movie was fine, but they never really got around to the tournament, which was disappointing. So, I don't know. Um, and then they, they killed off a lot of the main characters, so if they do a sequel, I mean, I know there's like hundreds of characters for Mortal Kombat, but a lot of the, you know, they, they had a lot of the kind of fan faves, and they just like, Killed them off before the tournament, so I don't know. No, there really was no tournament. So yeah, couldn't. there wasn't. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like you think if you're going to have a movie called Mortal Kombat, they'd actually have the tournament. Hmm. Yeah, Tyler. Well, well, it was just a lot of um, it was a lot of assumptions and a lot of expecting people to know the lore and the story coming in hot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the people that are going to watch this are people that are already fans yeah. and know Sub Zero, Scorpion, and all the dedicated characters. But where they, I think, what took me out of it, honestly, anytime that Cole, Cole came on screen, it kind of yes. took me out of it. I know they were just trying to do a new character. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not saying like I'm some genius and everybody I'm sure picked up. It's almost like they're trying to create a marvel type universe to branch off of mm -hmm. you know what i mean for mortal Kombat and make a bunch of movies but uh i because cole was a completely brand new character right he's yeah, not been was. in any of the games right. no you know what i mean I, I think they just did that to tie it into scorpion uh and make it like an ancestor and i, I don't know it's kind of weird how they did okay everybody's special ability is this uh you know, kind of power you unlock and, mm -hmm. and his was just like oh okay i got like body armor and like, it's like he's <laughs> it's in the body and it looked terrible it's like he's 
just took his arm. He like he put on a wicker yeah. basket and like a wicker yeah. hamper and stuck his arms out of it. You know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not no, digging it. When I first saw it, everyone else, I was like, that's clearly their ability. And then he that happened to him, and I was like, what's this gonna do? Uh, okay, yeah. you wrapped his chest like he did his hands earlier. Okay, that's kind yeah. of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, because he they, got it, he got it when he fought Gora, right? And they were about to kill, they were about to kill his family. Yeah, and basically, yeah. yeah, it brought it out of him, and he was. It really wasn't say, a special power, I would say. It's more like he just had an yeah. armor. Well, although when he got impacted with it, it built, it built up kind of like oh, a solar power. Oh, yeah. he would, he would take it all in, then he could unleash it on Gora. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. Kind of like Which, Black Panther. Yeah. Which tied into the mm -hmm. beginning when he was getting beat up and knocked out, he got mm -hmm. back up again. So that was his power was that he can withstand that kind so of pain. So when he gets knocked down, he gets back up again. <laughs> so it's kind of like down. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of a rocky, like a rocky, but super rocky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of got the tie in, but at the same time. Uh, I would have liked something cooler, like maybe like uh, Inspector Gadget, Go Go Fist. Yeah. Well, um, we'll get we'll get Johnny next time. Yeah, yeah I would have rather yeah. just we'd have stuck stayed with Johnny from the get go. Yeah. Because he he was kind of the what well, the crux of the movie was the 1995 movie was more yeah. Johnny Cage heavily, um, and I, I personally like that character better than just bringing in somebody new just for the yeah. sake of mm. making people be able to relate to it and feel more human i guess i don't know what they were trying to do but. well now i'd never seen the 95 version mm -hmm. and what what let's let's back that up a second you've not seen what i i was seven years old when it came out well yeah but you've had it was perfectly all appropriate yourself. it was perfectly appropriate people exploding yeah. Yeah. um no i okay and i played the game but i did not know it like fully i didn't know i didn't remember all the characters but my sister loved it so i talked to her about it beforehand she was like well who was your favorite character and mine was scorpion in the game so when i watched the 95 version i was like oh, I Have you, you, did you watch i mean you've watched it now right yeah i watched 95. Oh, okay. Okay. i watched it okay. before i watched this new one oh, okay I, I thought you still to... hadn't seen it no 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 i've seen it now okay but I, I wanted to get a feel for the characters and try to remember if I'd forgotten anything. So yeah. I watched 95 and I basically cringed the whole time. And then and <laughs> Tyler doesn't agree. <laughs> Would you like my towel to cry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gasp, just gasp. But no, I think so they should. They should have Mortal Kombat with these two movies. They, these two <laughs> movies should fight each other. Yeah. Well, who do you think would win? Because 95. I would. Really? 95. Yeah. They don't need that computer graphic yeah. stuff to make everything better. Now, like, I will say, like, they do have, I mean, it kind of had better special effects in the new movie. But, but but if you could, like, merge the two, the story was way superior in the 95. I mean, it actually made sense. You had the whole tournament at the background. Mm -hmm. So if they kind of merged the two, I think you'd have the ultimate movie, honestly. I mean, what what I th what made the 95 movie to me, and it may just be the fact that I liked it back then that I don't give it as much crap now, but I still think that Goro animatronic mm -hmm. was very impressive. Mm -hmm. And like, you you can go on YouTube now and they kind of have like a behind the scenes of like them operating Goro and how complex the mm -hmm. mechanics yeah. is of like what all went into him and all the articulations he had and everything. It's pretty impressive. The 
camera trickery and yeah. cuts cuts they would make to make him look real and all the motions that he could do. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought Goro was pretty good. I mean, obviously yeah. he looked really good now with the computer generated, but for him to be an actual physical prop was pretty awesome, I thought. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to like a monster squad. You know, it may look terrible, but back then it was amazing yeah. what they were able to do. Just uh, don't don't see the Arm Armageddon, uh, the second the sequel to that. That that was like really Armageddon bad. movie. Uh, it was Mortal Kombat. Anni- no, Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. No, I never, okay. No, I never watched that one, but I heard it was bad. It's uh, it's really bad. Yeah, it's it's super bad. Cheesy. <laughs> I is mean, it bad, it's, Phil? It's super it is. bad. It's super bad. Uh, but I will say the weak link of the 95 movie was probably Reptile. Mm-hmm. It was like really bad CGI. I mean, it was... <laughs> I mean, it was... I uh, think I could have drawn him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I thought like uh, Christopher Lambert or Lambert, he's French, uh, playing Raiden, I thought he did a, a really good job. I thought he was far superior to the Raiden in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, something about the new Raiden didn't kind of sit yeah. with me. Either. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, I, okay. I'm not a gamer. I'm disagreeing with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think this one was so much better. Leaps and bounds. I've even feel a storyline, but then again, I'm not gonna, you guys are the gamers. So yeah. I don't I don't have this you know set into my soul that these characters have to be a certain way or something like that. So mm-hmm. I was focusing on all the CGI and how much better yeah. it was and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked the Raiden in this one. Oh, yeah. did you you liked it better than the uh, ninety five? Yes, and yes. that's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. Are you but it's not fan? it's not fine that you like the old one. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch Highlander? Have you seen? Highlander? No, but I know he's in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is the thing. I, I can get both sides because uh, I like the 95 Raiden, but I do kind of understand like the 95 Raiden was kind of a jokey, had a sense of humor type guy. And Raiden you see on the video game and stuff, I don't think he would be somebody that would be somebody that you'd go and want to have a joke with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I guess he does kind of fit the later guy's mentality. But the, I don't know. I, I think I didn't like that his uh, hat or whatever that thing's called was metal mm. in the second one. I think that kind of threw me off. Well, because the I other think, guy uh, had a hat like that. Why are you giving two yeah. guys hats like that? Yeah. Kung, Kung Lao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, Kung uh, Lao, uh, he, now he, he did look good. In the, yeah, he, he, in, he, that was cool. That was, that was one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think Christopher Lambert, like, he's he's plays Raiden in the newest Mortal Kombat. I think. Um, hmm. And then the, I think the original, like Shao Kahn, or is it Shao Kahn, or um, from the the '95, uh, that actor, like uh, you, you aren't gonna get better than that, like right there. So he hmm. he did an amazing job. Yeah, is uh, it's not Shao Kahn. It's like shoot, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. You know about Shang Tsung, the guy who yeah, steals yeah. souls and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did an amazing job. So. I do think the the story is a lot more solid in the '95 version. If you don't like the graphics or the, you know, animatronics, I do think the story. Because you have a complete, you know, arc. You have like the tournament. They explain the tournament better. They mm-hmm. actually had the tournament, 
so I thought the 95, at least the story was better. But I, I'm like you. I, I did enjoy like Goro and uh, a, lot, a lot of the practical effects they did. Uh, what what was your favorite? I hate that this sounds so morbid. What was your favorite kill in this movie? Fatality. <laughs> in the new one or the in the new one? I think like uh, for me, it was probably like Kung Lao when he had his hat and he uses a. a like a buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that might have been my favorite. As much as I don't necessarily like the character, but when Cole killed uh, Goro, I liked it when he kind of sliced him open and his intestines spilled out and <laughs> then he just goused him right through the face. That was pretty good. He became yeah. a surgeon. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I love the fact that I think maybe I, Scorpion is my favorite just because he's Hufflepuff colors. <laughs> and his daughter makes him a Hufflepuff bracelet. And I'm like, there you go. loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> he's the hero. Yeah. And, and in 95, Scorpion's bad. Well, yeah, I, I was I was kind of confused in the new one where Scorpion was like supposed to be more heroic. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I, but I like anti-hero stuff. So yeah, and well, I, that's the thing. I would have rather had a movie about. I mean, like, why was Sub Zero? I mean, mm -hmm. was he just trying to be like the ultimate fighter? Why was he seeking out Scorpion? Was it a vendetta? Mm -hmm. I I would have rather had a whole movie that focused on that storyline because to me like that was the best part of the movie is the first right. few minutes when you're in you know feudal japan or like where you know uh, to me that was the best part yeah you could have totally just somehow and then just sparsed in a little bit of the other characters in with yeah. their storyline between those two clans and uh yeah well, I think you, could, you could have made a great movie yeah especially if you aren't even gonna have the tournament so just if you're gonna do kind of a a prequel or a backstory to the tournament just do that and don't even bring it to the future and just, you know, kind of set up that universe with those two characters. And, you know, you could have had maybe like a in credit scene or just like a stinger at the end. Um, and credit. You know, this about, isn't Marvel. Yeah. I know. Well, if it's Marvel, I'd have the in credit, mid credit, <laughs> after credit. Yeah. yeah. Pre credit. <laughs> yeah. Pre credit. And all the merchandise after. Yeah. yeah. So they are going to make a second one based on, you know, the ending, right? Because yeah. of Johnny yeah. Cage is going to, they're, mm -hmm. they're going to, I mean, do you think, are you excited for the second one now that they've introduced Johnny Cage? Um, or would, I mean, I know you'd rather have had him in this one. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd watch it because I'd at least give it a go. I mean, I, I enjoyed the newer movie. I thought it was worth a watch so I'd, I'd see the sequel i mean i i think i'd be cool with it if johnny cage is the main character and then cole just has to house house sit for johnny while yeah. he's gone and he's not in the yeah. he kind of dips out <laughs> yeah i think i'd be good with that and they actually have a tournament this time and the yeah. tournament they would have to go to the outer world i think it'd be yeah. you know what i mean I would like but what would be the reason to do a tournament if they already won do they have to win every year do you think that's oh, every t every t 10 years 100 years 
So, I mean, the tournament is not every year. It's every year. Because that was like the ninth time, and that's why. I thought they yeah. did it every year, and that was the ninth consecutive year that they won. Or am I wrong in that? Well, it's this ninth, ninth consecutive tournament they won, but it, oh. it's not every year. It's like every 50 years or 10 years. or. Yeah, then what are they going to have a tournament for? Maybe they're going to find like a, almost like a Tim Allen escape clause in Santa Claus. Yeah. They read the fine print. And they have one more chance to fight. But the claws will be spelled with a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortal claws. <laughs> Mortal claws. <laughs> well, that's, oh. that's what I didn't get either. It's like with this, they're like, you know, it kept on. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I know they were like, you know, the one side was kind of cheating. And then like Raiden was like, you know, you can't cheat because that, that's against the rules. But then at the end, it's like, well, let's go cheat. Let's like. You know, go find these people and kill them outside the tournament or whatever. Right. So it's like it was like wasn't consistent. <laughs> so I mean, instead of actually having a tournament, they kind of like, you know, found a way around it and just like we'll kill all the characters before they even have a tournament and we won't have to have it. I don't know. It was it was weird. That part was kind of weak sauce for me. Weak sauce. Well, and one, and one thing I didn't like about it too is that yeah, they killed Sub Zero, but it took two of them to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they had to double team him to do it, so he technically really was the better fighter. Yeah. Well, you know that's, I mean? tr- that's true. But that was super duper Cole and Scorpion to take him down. So that's true. Which is is funny when I when I uh, went to see that movie, I was kind of watching just like uh, kind of press junkets and stuff on it where they were promoting the movie and the actor that plays sub-zero is like in real life he's like a little bit nerdy he's got glasses mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like whoa he looks certainly different than he does in the movie so yeah oh he's a good actor so <laughs> good transformation yeah. now yeah. question back to the thing where tyler was mentioning that two people were battling him possibly because i i looked this up it said that when sub-zero removes his armor underneath as a black ninja suit in the mortal Kombat saga Bin Han was killed and resurrected as Noob Sabo. Am I saying that right? Noob Cybot. I think yeah. that's how my friends always said it, but that yeah. that was Logan, West Virginia friends, Noob, yeah. noob Cybot. <laughs> We're going to call mean, Noob Cybot. He's, he's a noob. Mean, yeah, everyone's that Noob Cybot. That doesn't mean that's the correct way to say it. But yeah. We're, it's that, that's what we're calling him well, now. Then there's also like a character named Smoke. Right, and they're like yeah. a smoke yeah, and smoke. noob cybot. They kind of look similar. One just has smoke coming off of him. I don't know the exact lore to that, and I'm sure somebody would fill me in rather quickly yeah. as to the correct <laughs> lore, but I don't know. So they could go something with that, I would say. And that being the second one, that the noob cybot, yeah. cybot. It's a palette palette swap ninja. Like a lot of the, the <laughs> characters, like you know, mm-hmm. Scorpion, Sub Zero, same. It's just different color. Yeah, reptile, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. the exact same characters, just like they kind of swapped out the colors. Very fun. There's one other thing that I really wanted to mention. I have like three pages of notes, but there's one thing I have to mention. Did you notice, let me find it here, before Jax and Sub-Zero fight, a wall can be seen having a down arrow, right arrow, LP spray oh, yeah. painted on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And no. that's, saw that. that's the video Anami game code. command for Sub-Zero's Ice Freeze. Oh, no, yeah. 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 I didn't notice I, it, but then I read I, it. I, I, I did see that. I, yeah. I didn't notice it, but I totally remember all those original fatality yeah. moves still. I don't ever have to look that stuff up to 
well, doom today. What I kind of wondered about is like, you know, everybody had a special powers, and Jax was like, "I'm gonna grow new arms." It's like, what the yeah. heck? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> out of metal. Like, yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was. They did not explain how that was happening, or. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was gone because in the first movie, doesn't he just die in the first fight? In no, the Jax, is, Jax isn't in the first movie. Who's the guy who dies in the first in the first With movie? With Goro, he was just what? a yeah. he was just he was just a filler. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was he Jax. Wasn't that? Uh, I thought Jax was in there. Wasn't that? Uh, I think he was in Annihilation. He wasn't in the first one, right? Well, who? Well, he was in Annihilation, I guess. But who was? Um, Oh, what's her face's partner? Was he? What's um, her face's partner? Sonya? Yeah, Sonya Blade. What was? Didn't she have a partner in the first movie? Wasn't he? Wasn't that Jax? No. Oh yeah, there was a guy with her, but he was only there at the beginning, and then you didn't see him again. Maybe he was going to become Jax. I yeah. thought yeah. that was Jax, but might have been. Yeah. Yeah, because they were the... partners in this. That makes sense. Good. Good job, Phil. But one thing you cannot, you cannot win a debate on is like the first movie man the soundtrack the mortal Kombat song the oh yeah that song yeah yeah mm -hmm. like scream screaming the mortal Kombat. it's good stuff i think they that's a lot of future like advertising that they would use with that theming and stuff that was uh but i do remember when the, that movie came out in 95 and you saw the trailer for the you're like, oh my gosh, it looked, you know, amazing. Everybody was ready to go see it, wanting to go see it. That sounds like a good DDR song. Yeah. <laughs> now, the hype for Mortal Kombat back then, man, that stuff was real. Every, it was everywhere. Everyone loved it. I don't, I don't know anybody that didn't play it. Like my wife, we were talking because she knew I was going to be talking about this. Uh, she played Mortal Kombat and she is not a gamer. But she was like, I remember playing it. I remember learning the moves. I mean, I th it for some reason it did strike a chord with everybody. Well, I think it now, was. You... Was it one of the first ones where you really could play like head to head, like with with other players? In the arcade, say, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say one of the first because Street Fighter was kind of that. But there was yeah. just there was something. There was a mystique about this with the there was uh, the fatalities. fatalities. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it felt like it was stuff that your parents probably didn't want you to do, and it kind of made you want to yeah. do it a little more. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things, like oh, rip people's heads and spines out of their yeah, body. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like the fact that they were doing all the uh, uh, was it wasn't it like Mortal Kombat and that Night Trap game was the one that made Congress start the yeah, yeah. game rating system. Yeah, there was a big there was no uh, yeah, game rating system before. That was a big kerfuffle. All right. Well, was there anything else you wanted to go over on the movie? No. no. I don't Tyler? think so. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Now, Tyler, well, you let's mentioned... think about who, which one was the best, 95 or? Okay. One thumb for 95, two thumbs for uh, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Katie loses. Fatality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I, I agree with Phil. Like, I, I do think just the overall storyline from 95, there was a beginning, middle, and end. You know what I mean? Mm. You could follow it. It was, as far as being more cinematic and immersive, the newer one, yeah. I mean, it's very well put together, obviously. I mean, with the more up-to-date graphics and just cinematic capabilities that we have now. But there was just too much 
jumping around the the, the story didn't fully uh, this if you didn't come in with some prior knowledge of Mortal Kombat I think mm -hmm. it would be really hard for you to follow had I not watched 95 I probably would have been kind of lost and also I got excited in the intro when I saw him whipping around the rope with the with the knife on the end because I was like yeah. hey is that scorpion and then I wasn't really clear and then Sub-Zero came in and then I was confused so had I not watched the 95 yeah I would have not yeah. been as excited about the this year's version. Maybe. I'd like to just see a Kano spinoff movie. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. He was good. Isn't he the pharmacist on? Isn't that guy the guy who plays the pharmacist on? On uh, uh, Superstore. Superstore, yeah. He I'm is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it's about that. The terrible pharmacist. I saw that on his record that it said uh, Superstore, but I was like, I don't remember who that is, but thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a real sketchy pharmacist. Now, are you glad that he had a laser eye as as opposed to like a mechanical one? I liked it. I liked it. I, at first, I was just like, All right, how are they going to do his eye? And then that came in. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. And it was interesting that he was on their side and then he betrayed them. And I was like, there's no way Kano's going to be a good guy. Yeah, and I thought it was weird with like Sonya Blade. It's just like, oh, well, you can't, you can't come and fight because you don't have the mark. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was odd too. I mean, that was just kind of a little know. slap in the face to an original MK1 yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think Johnny Cage is going to have the mark, or is going to obtain it? Maybe he'll have an. He'll he's a Hollywood guy. He'll pay for the rights to one. Yeah, I mean, he'll I, get I, one etched on. I thought the whole mark <laughs> thing was kind of weird because like. I don't know. What if some little, little grandma accidentally ran over like Kano because he jumped out in traffic? And then, I mean, she. Be... <laughs> it doesn't mean you're a good fighter, just because. I mean, because like if you you uh, beat somebody or killed somebody, and hit the mark. You know, you you got the mark. Yeah. So I mean, what if you you know, like I said, what if some little, little grandma like accidentally ran over him and she had to fight Mortal Kombat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. What would her power be? Uh. uh super walker like a walker yeah. with all these like inspector gadget things on it yeah. yeah i just wonder too if they even really have a definite plan for a second movie what if this was just to put the feelers out there yeah you know I mean, what i mean it was kind of during true. the pandemic it's like well if enough people's interested we've set it up in a way that we could get johnny cage but they might be like oh crap we don't even know who we're gonna cast this johnny cage yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so I mean, well, it's what, true because what? they ended the story. I mean, you mm. don't need to continue it. No. Well, they never had the tournament. We didn't have a tournament story. What do you mean they didn't have a store or uh, they, they didn't? Uh, All I'm saying is it's called Mortal it. Kombat, not Mortal Tournament. So uh, technically, okay. they did the combat. Okay. It's true. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. What, now, Bill's unhappy. Where, before we close. You know, like with the newer game, I mean, with the, all the expansion packs, have you seen, I mean, what do you think? Because now they have like the Terminator, they have like, you know, Predator, they have Rambo coming in. Um, I mean, Alien, they just have all these like different cinematic characters. I think they have like, I could be wrong on this, but like Leatherface, but they just have like all these different people from different iconic movies coming in and they're like characters. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's, I think when you do that kind of stuff, that's kind of when you reach that oversaturating the market territory yeah. 
when you yeah. can just put anything in it, it doesn't make it as special. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things they just get too ambitious. Just like, and it's probably one of the reasons I don't uh, play it as much anymore. The newer games because it's just like that many characters and all these complex controls makes it so overwhelming. I don't have time to learn all that. Like I, I haven't played one in a while, but I'm sure probably this new Mortal Kombat, there's a button that you can control somebody's right eyebrow. You know what yeah, I mean? And it's probably. like, I don't have time. The rock. To... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's, I tried playing one, I don't know if it was nine or 10 or which one, but I mean, it was like really, I mean, you almost need a tournament controller with a stick and stuff to do all the moves. I mean, it's like really hard to execute them on just like a a regular controller. Mm -hmm. So, but I guess if you're really into that game and that's your favorite game, you'd like spend the extra money to get like the tournament controller. You know, when I played it, I literally just, I didn't move the joystick and I just hit one of the buttons. I just... I just kept hitting just so I didn't change it up at all. <laughs> you know, probability wise. <laughs> quick attack, quick attack, quick attack. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually I won. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat 3, you just hit the run button. Because wasn't there like yeah. a run button for Mortal Kombat 3? I, that that threw me off too, having yeah. that extra button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this conversation on Mortal Kombat is game over. Yeah. <laughs> not fatality but like mortal kombat 2 where they did the friendship do you remember the friendship oh yeah the f- friendship yeah yeah they would do it instead to of fatalities of, yeah like what shang Tsung, he would do friendship but he would do this in a ring it would kind of like how spongebob does that rainbow thing yeah, yeah. shang Tsung was the guy who i he yeah. iconed that before spongebob he would do that and go friendship and there was a rainbow in his hand well, it was on Mortal yeah. Kombat 2 and they're like uh ba- baby baby like babality Babalities, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you um, get one of these, Phil? The new game, the Zelda game and watches. I I have not got it yet. I I was looking at them today. Yeah, I pre-ordered it back in June. I forgot about it, and it came in the mail yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, nice. uh, it was Is a it, good surprise. Have, have you actually played it, booted it up, played it? No, yeah, it does really well, and it's got okay. it's got the original Legend of Zelda, Adventure of Link, and Link's Awakening from the Game Boy on it. Oh, it also have like a game called Vermin or something. Right? Yeah, Vermin. Yeah, it was kind of like a whack-a-mole game, but they've it was like Mr. Game and Watch and Moles, yeah. but now they have it where it's Link and Link. Octorox. Yeah. And yeah. That's like cool. a whack-a-mole. Don't know. Yeah, definitely gonna pick that up. I just I was looking at them today. Never played Legends of Zelda. Legend. Legend. Oh, I'm sorry. Plural. Legend. Any of the legends. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey everyone, Katie here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Muggle with a Mic. Um, This concludes our episode about Mortal Kombat and retro gaming. Keep your eye out for the next episode of Muggle with a Mic coming out very soon where Tyler joins us again and he goes head to head with Phil in the Epic Gamer Showdown. Not only will we have a podcast version of this epic gamer showdown we will also have it available on our youtube channel so make sure you check out our youtube channel and subscribe thanks so much katie out